I'm not a guru. I'm not dressing special. I don't, I don't have decorum around me. I just tell people, it just, this shit works. The way I lead it is first I feed the brain. So I explain the science, what's going on on an inhale, on an exhale, and I really get people to understand what's going on. And once they understand, then they can relax. Says, okay, well, this, what this guy says makes sense. So they surrender. And Wim Hof says, feeling is believing. But I have another one, which once you, once you believe, you open yourself to feel. Hi friends, what's up? Welcome to the Breath Circle podcast. This is the place where we explore the art and science of breathwork as we speak to experts in the field and we share personal experiences from others as well as ourselves. We are Phil Cohn and Connie Bozalski, two curious humans on our journeys to becoming breathwork practitioners. Y'all can head over to thebreathcircle.com to sign up for updates. And you can also check us out on Instagram at thebreathcircle. On today's episode, we sat down with Alex Tsuk, who is a breathwork practitioner and a coach. And he integrates cold therapy and meditation into his practice. And he hosts really, really awesome workshops and retreats and trainings over in Bali, where he lives full time and he now also does virtual offerings. Alex is a really, really fascinating guy with so much experience and has got a really awesome life story. It was so much fun talking to him the other day and we're super excited to share our conversation with him with you. In this episode, we spoke about a lot of awesome stuff, starting with how it all began for Alex and his first breast circle. And he talked us through that experience with crazy vivid details, what was happening in the room, what was happening around him, what was happening inside of him. And from there, just how breathwork really transformed his life and became his, his work. We then spoke about how he integrates a lot of different teachings and practices into his work, including the Wim Hof Method, Joe Dispenza, and Eckhart Tolle being a few of them. And from there, we got into ice bathing and how it all works, how to get started, some of the key things to focus on, and really just love that part. I mean, we, Connie and I talk a lot about how cold therapy has really helped us. And from there, we talked about how Alex hacks fear and where fear originates. And we also got into coherence breathing, which is a big part of Alex's work, and really how to align the heart with the breath. You can follow Alex on Instagram at breathingcoldbali. You can also use that same handle for Facebook, for YouTube, and you can Google him too and just read all about him, watch his videos. He's an awesome, awesome guy. So let's get on to the episode. Yo, let's do it. Enjoy. Well, we're super happy to have you here today, Alex. <laughs> um, we got acquainted on Instagram not too long ago, and we found your work very interesting. And, uh, and here you are. So welcome to the Breath Circle Show. <laughs> Thank you. Very happy to be here. Happy to connect with fellow breath workers and, yeah, just share and inspire and learn and 
Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. What's, um, what's your background? What are you doing in Bali? And uh, just kind of give us a bit of your, yeah, your life story and into breathwork. Yeah, I guess what's, um, what's really special about me is that I'm a normal guy. <laughs> and that I, you know, just five years ago, anything related to spirituality, to energy, I would have just, you know, laughed and, and, and moved away from it because it's something that I, I was jealous of. I was jealous of people that were religious. And for me, spirituality was kind of related to, to religion. But that was not something that I, I had any connection with. It was not part of my reality. And um, as often, it needed a kind of a life-changing moment for me to get into it. And for me, it was a, a divorce. And uh, my therapist, who was trying to make my relationship work, tried to get me to express my emotions and my feelings. And that was something that I had <laughs> no clue what she was talking about. And she um, kind of forced me to go into a rebirthing session, so connecting breathing session. And I had no clue what it was all about. I was a businessman. I was busy. I had things to do. And I arrived, and there was a bunch of hippies. The hosts just come back from Peru, and there were plenty of feathers and, and crystals everywhere. And I just didn't, didn't belong there. And then, you know, she started facilitating some five rhythm dance, which I found completely uh, crazy. And now I use <laughs> it in my uh, teaching. So, um, but at the time, so I just sat on the side and was not interested at all. And eventually she asked us to lay down and, um, and start to do this breathing. And she started to, to have some music around. And again, I was just saying, all right, I'm going to stay there, but I'm not interested. I swear it's true, but within five minutes into the session, the girl next to me started masturbating. <laughs> and I, in my world, that doesn't exist, you know? Um, so I just, I just start, sat up on my shoulder uh, elbows and I looked at the scene and I couldn't comprehend it. What I could not comprehend is that no one cared. <laughs> and I was the only one that what's going on? This is, not okay. this, is, this is not okay. This is not normal, you know? And, and she was going for it, and no one, no one had um, an issue with it. And I stayed maybe 15 minutes like that. Not really. I was not turned on at all. I was just not understanding. And 15 minutes after I was over it, I wanted to go back to myself, and I lay down, and I took an inhale, and I had a download. It took like less than a second for me to see clarity on what was wrong in my relationship with my parents, with my kids, with my wife, what was wrong with my work. And then I cried for an hour and a half. An hour and a half late, which is not, of course, something that I would do. And then an hour and a half later, we're now sitting in circle and there is a heart-shaped uh, crystal in the middle and the facilitator said, hey, whoever wants can come pick it up and share. And for me, again, another hippie stuff I had no interest in. And I got up, grabbed the heart-shaped crystal and said, I'm changing everything. And yeah, that's it. That's how I entered that, 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 that world. Because all of a sudden, I could just feel things that were not available to me before and that I could not comprehend. And what makes my approach to breath work pretty unique is I 
I really understand most people that are coming to this because they just don't get it. And I'm, I was there five years ago, so I have a very down-to-earth, I can relate to them. I can relate to what's going on. So I don't come with a, a, from a place of superiority or uh, I've been for 50 years in that da 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 da, da. No, I, I, I get you, man. I'm with you. That was me. I understand. And I try to kind of create the context for them to go to a place that changed my life. And I just want people to experience that. Right after that, I wanted to understand what happened to me. I wanted to mm. be able to just, you know, explain what was going on. And... Basically, what happened is I, I was facing a situation my brain could not comprehend. The same like what you have in voodooism. So regardless of the integrity of the person who was doing the thing that triggered me, that's what happened in voodooism. You do, sometimes you don't believe what they're doing, but what's happening in the audience is real. So basically, my brain, I, I became hyper-focused, hyper-centered. I was not thinking about what was going to happen, I was not in the past, I was fully present. And I managed to get to that state for like 15 minutes. And you guys are meditators. How often can you keep a 15 minutes of pure presence? It's, it's, it's extremely hard to achieve, yeah, for a, yeah. For a meditator. And, and I, get, I got there right away without any meditation practice. And that's, that's, I basically created the, the, I opened the gate in order for the download to happen. And, and, and that's exactly what happened. And that's what's happening when you have, you know, 20 years of meditation and then you're able to, to get that to that level of presence. And mm. sometimes you are getting these moments where, all right, the brain stops, freezes, and, and, and that's when magic happens. So that's the power of meditation. And that's why meditation is so important. And I got to experience it against my own will. So, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting for your audience to understand that because sometimes we think we hear meditation and presence and what's going on. So, and, and I think this experience is interesting um, because I, I got like direct benefit of it. Breathwork is the gateway to meditation. People spend years learning how to meditate and then you drop into one breathwork experience, particularly if you actually freeze your brain in ice, you're right in your body. Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, those are two incredible modalities, and that's why I love them both. And I don't combine, I mean, I don't necessarily combine them. For me, it's two separate practices, but mm. they both work. They both work. And that's what, and, and it's really what, what is incredible. Like, I'm not a guru. I'm not dressing special. I don't, I don't have decorum around me. I just tell people, it just, this shit works. And just shut up, lay down, breathe, follow, follow the instruction, and then we can talk. The way I lead it is first I feed the brain. So I explain the science, what's going on on an inhale, on an exhale, and I really get people to understand what's going on. And once they understand, then they can relax. Says, okay, well, this, what this guy says makes sense. So they surrender. And Wim Hof says, feeling is believing. But I have another one, which once you, once you believe, you open yourself to feel. Mm. And, and, and I like both. You know, and, 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 and that's, so that's, 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 that's how I, I approach it. And it just works every time. It, it, that's, that's, that's what I love about it. Like it's, you know, you can see my reviews. I've got 100%, 95% of the people that come to my workshops say at the end was one of the best days of my life. Mm. And all I do is hold, create a container for them to connect with themselves. Mm. But that's so hard to get that it's, 
it's it's what they need. So I'm, I'm that's all I do. So it's a strong container. It's a powerful container. I take them phones. They're not allowed to connect with the outside world. I don't connect with time, so I don't hold. I don't count anything. I and I, I don't count how long they're in the eyes. I don't count how long they hold their breath. I just get them out of what is usually structuring their life. So they have only one thing to do is to connect to the present moment because they don't know what's going to happen. I don't give a program. You shut up. Sit down. Let's get into it. And that idea of surrendering, of allowing themselves to be in their feminities is okay, all right, let's go flow with that. It's very rare where we live in a masculine world, we're always in control, we're always deciding everything. And just allowing yourself says, all right, I'm going to surrender now for four, five, six hours, nine hours. I, I, I do long sessions. It gets you right there. It gets you right there. And then breathwork and ice are just modalities that are just easing the process. Mm. So, when you say it just works, so what are the kind of things um, that people come to you with? So are a lot of people coming also just for the pure experience of it? Are there a lot of people who have issues that they want to work on or have they want to experience some sort of breakthrough? Or You know, they come because of Wim Hof. The truth is they hear <laughs> ice baths, they've heard of ice baths. Most of them come and says, oh yeah, I've heard of, of, of Wim Hof and I want to experience. And what I do has nothing to do with Wim Hof. There is not Wim Hof written on any of my, on, on my page or anything. But the idea of the ice is quite uh, mar marketed out there. So it's attracting a lot of people. And I always say people come with an intention. They want something, but they always get what they need. And 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with what they wanted. And you can see that in the review, say, oh yeah, I wanted, I came because of that, da, 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 da. And they're left with, oh, wow, what's, what happened just there? And you, you, you never know, you know, when you open yourself to, to the possibilities of the unknown, magic happen, magic happen. Yeah. So how, do, how does the breath and ice bath, how do they work together? So the, the breath work technique that I use, and I have all links on my Instagram and my YouTube, it's basically a combination of the Wim Hof method, but I tweak it by adding few things. First, I add Eckhart Tolle inner body meditation. So I guide through people connecting through themselves. I just don't let them flow by themselves. I guide them through meditation while they're holding their breath. And breath hold is the bomb. I mean, you guys know that, you know, this, that's the idea is to create time in between. Yeah, we're always running. So when you create time in between in your life, that's fantastic, that's meditation. But when you create time in between when there is nothing going on, you're not even breathing, you're in Kumbhaka, you're in holding breath. This is where you realign your chakras in pranayama. This is where, you know, you can go deeper into yoga poses. Now there's a lot of yoga practitioners that actually, instead of, you know, in yoga, you usually say, follow your breath. And that's been a big thing in yoga. Well, actually, that's not true. When you do some movements and deep postures without breathing, holding your breath, you're, you're actually more centered. You actually go, you go to incredible um, places with your breath hold. So it's that. And then uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, squeeze and visualization mm. and then moving energy. So understanding, you know, that you have energy in your body, just letting them feel and then releasing them and moving them. So I get people to set clear intentions, know what they're working with, and, and then I get them through visualization. So that's got my bridge with the eyes. So I, I get them to visualize the life they want to live and, you know, Dr. Joe's work where you just bring that, the emotion. So it's a daily practice that I teach. So it's a routine. So that aspect. 
But then I get them to visualize the ice bath. And often when I say some, to someone, I'm going to put your ass or you're going to put your own ass for 10 minutes or 5 minutes in a zero degree bath, they can run a story in their head, which is usually not a nice one. Yeah, or it is an ice one. <laughs> but when you, when you visualize it, and then they get to experience their visualization because that's how it works. You create your own reality. So they get to say, hey, you know what? Before I came, this is my idea of the ice bath. But now I'm telling myself, so I really get them to, you know, now you're going down the stairs, you're putting your towel next to the bath, you're centering yourself, you're getting into the ice bath, you're breathing through the nose, you're controlling your um, sympathetic activation and you're balancing it. So I really guide them step by step as they are just laying down and, and, and they are just centered so that when they get into the ice bath, they already know what's going to happen because they created it before. And that's what's blowing their mind. Because all of a sudden, they got to experience the power of visualization in a very straightforward experience. You had an, a, an idea about yourself. Oh my God, the ice bath, I cannot do it. Da, 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 da. And you, five minutes later, experience something different, which is exactly the positive story that you were just telling yourself. And mm. of course, what we teach has nothing to do with breathwork and ice bath. It's just a concrete, tangible example of how you can take control of your life. Mm -hmm. And you can apply that to everything else because the key is daily practice. And when you every day get to experience that, because it's a half an hour practice, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And that's what I like about this rather than the holotropic trauma release, uh, emotional, you know, heavy experience, which you do and then you come out of it and say, all right, I'm done with this. I, I cried enough. I don't need, to, you know, there is that aspect, but I like the daily practice. That is just my go-to. I can, I know that I know what I'm going to go back to, and I find that really empowering. And yeah, so that's what's happening. Just a quick comment on visualizations. I think what's really interesting, at least for me, learning how to meditate was often trying to visualize, and I get really stuck in that. And I think people think of meditation as visualization and the big gold sun and all the things. And that's, it's very hard to drop into and actually feel that. And then we jump into these stories about visualizing what the ice bath is going to turn into and we get stuck and we go in the wrong direction in both directions. And so I really like what you're describing helps yeah. really feel and vi visualize at the same time. Because basically what's, what's, what's physiologically uh, happening is I, I'm, I am helping them slow down their brainwaves. So they are, in, they are in theta when I speak to them now. So they are basically entering a space where they, they, they were running a story in their head, conditioning, and now I put them in a, in a, you know, you could call it hypnosis state, where basically I guide them into changing that, that story. And they get to actually believe something else now. They believe that it's going to be super easy, no problem. And you know what? And that's something that is a, kind of a big no-no in the Wim Hof world. I have people that have epilepsy. I have people with pacemakers. That's a big no-no for an ice bath. It's dangerous. It's, it's, you, it's something that, you know, you, you say that you're not, you're not joining. A, uh, and I have people say, do you have an insurance? Because that's pretty edgy. And that's, you know, it's, the bo it's borderline. You create your reality. If you decide that you're going to be fine, you're going to be fine. If you think that's dangerous and I'm going to have a crisis, you're going to have a crisis. And you know what? That's how you heal these things. That's how you heal Renault. So this disease, when your extremities get, get, get hurt, it, there is such a, a mental, emotional relation to our bodies. So when you take control of that aspect, everything is possible.
Yeah, it reminds me of, because I've done a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza work and I've been to several of his uh, workshops and seminars. And it, yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Really, I mean, one of, one of the big one that I take from Dr. Joe is uh, every time I feel fear, I switch it to love. You can't, ex you can't experience fear and love at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. the one that is super easy, and that's what I love again about the ice, is I trust me, I have an ice box I could show you, and I could actually take one for you if you want, but it's, uh, with the light works. I have my ch double chest freezer here, zero degree. Uh, every day I open it, and it's exactly the same. I close my eyes, and I say, fuck that. Let's go back to bed. You know, I don't want to do it. There is not a single day where I feel, oh, yeah, cool, great. I've been looking forward to that. That's a good idea. I want to do it. Never, ever, ever. But then I, sh I shift it. And I say, you know what? I know what the experience is. I know it's going to be lovely and da, 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 da. And I get in. And what's magical is I train myself to experience shifting from fear to love on something that I have control over. And then, of course, what's interesting is when I have something else that is happening in my life that I'm not, I don't have a control of. Like, it's more interesting, you know? I have the doctor calling me to do a biopsy of something. I receive a news that is done, you know, real life experience. I always say breath work and ice baths and meditation is good for beginners. I, if you want advanced practice, speak to your ex-wife. <laughs> write, you know, write the book you want to write. Do your tax return, write, you know, do the shit you don't want to do. That's the work. Then we're, then we're talking. But yeah, it's easy to take a nice bus. It's easy to do breath work and meditation. But yeah. This concept of hacking fear is very interesting to us. And I imagine that came from a place of having gone through a lot of fear in your life, not living in your body, not living in this. How, how do you hack fear? What does hacking fear actually mean? I mean, one thing to understand is what, what are we doing here? What is the goal of all this? The goal of all this is... I want to be heard and I want to understand myself. I want to heal. And, you know, if others start to understand me and see me, then I'm on the process of, of, of being healed. That's, the, that's what we're working with. All we're doing, all we do is try to heal the trauma of our early childhood. That's it. That's yep. the work. We're not going anywhere. There is nothing out there. There is no, no goal. No, no, no. And, and all we do is that. And, of course... We, have, we are carrying a lot of fear related to what happened in our life. I tell you why, because in our childhood, and it's very interesting to really understand what happened in the childhood because that's, that's the key to understand what, what this practice is all about. As a child, you are dependent on your mother or father and parents for your survival. And because of that, you compromise everything else. And the one thing that you're ready to compromise is authenticity. So whenever I want to speak my truth, if this could put me at risk of losing the love of my mother, of my father, who's not going to feed me anymore, I can't take that risk. So that's where you start lying. That's where you start being out of integrity with yourself because that's what you need to do to survive. And we are conditioned to do the right thing in order to survive and not necessarily... And that's why we are struggling to find ourselves. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's exactly what we're, we're doing. Says, how can I be that authentic when I want to be loved, I want to be accepted, I want to be welcomed. And you know what? To do that, I need to lie. I need to compromise because that's, that's, that's the gut feeling you've got. Into, because your, your authentic self is not, is, not, is not acceptable. 
or you think so. And, and, and basically, that practice of witnessing your fear is, is a way to heal all that, I find. It's a way to be able to, every time fear is coming up, it's you've got a trauma, you've got unresolved issues that are coming up. It's never about the situation. It's about what's underneath it. And, and that's what's beautiful about this practice. And that's why it's such a healing modality and such a shortcut. And I, I'm no doctor. I'm no trained therapist. I am no, and none of that. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about this is you, you don't need any of it. You don't need anything. It's, it's right there. It's available. It's for everyone. It's straightforward. And, and that's why, you know, I do teacher training because I want people to heal themselves and teach this. And you don't need to have any kind of certification. And, and it's just in the matrix again. It's just a story that people are, are telling. And including Wim Hof, Dr. Joe, it's businesses that all everybody's yeah. running. It's just, a, it's just business. And when you see it as just business owners that are running a business, you don't need any of it. What, what I teach is I want people to find their voice, their style, the reason I do this is I heal myself. I'm the one who needed more than all my participants. And I teach what I need to learn. People get, become raw after this. You get breath work, you get a nice bath, people open up. But for me, it's just the beginning. That's step one. Step two, they, once you connect with yourself, you experience connecting with others and, and what is unconditional love. And I, get, I hold space, I train in authentic relating, so I get people to actually start... I don't care about them sharing what happened in the eyes and what they felt when they breathe and what the thing. I don't care about that. I want to know what happened to them. I want to know the juicy part. I want to know what's underneath that. So I get them to get. So I have I have a, um, guidelines of you know confidentiality and what's going on when in in the circle, and then people start open up and start releasing. And what they do is they allow others to reflect and they allow others to get there as well. It's extremely important and powerful group healing that happened. And I also wow. create a, a, a WhatsApp group with every group that join, join me, and we continue after. And they hold space for each other because I'm not, I'm not the hero in the room. I'm not following up. They take care of each other. They have accountability with each other. And, and that works so much better than, you know, setting an upselling uh, a scheme where they can, you know, uh, join my Facebook group or any of that. I don't like this. You know, you're just there for each other and, and they love it. And they have friends for, for life, friends for life, because wow. no one sees them, no one understands. And again, remember, when you want to heal, you, you want to be seen, you want to be understood. And when people are truly listening to you, they're truly trying to understand what's going on and reflecting, that's the bomb, that's the bomb. Mm. So yes, I fully agree. But what I mean is you don't, I change all the time my practice and I flow and I receive and I'm very humble about it. So I really want people to criticize and tell me what I should improve. And, and having that, that, that uh, attitude really helped me um, create something that works, but really works, that, it's, it, that, has, that, that, that works. Even if people don't resonate with it, it still, it still, it still works. Um, because there is, there is integrity, there is transparency, and it's fairly simple. So that's that's mm. it, um, yeah. Well, I think, and that's what's really fascinating for Phil and I also in doing these interviews, you know, with people or conversations and and all these different uh, practitioners using different, you know, 
modalities and methods and techniques and whatnot. And then all these different um, approaches and, and opinions and how to do things. Like there's just such a wide variety of how people think things should be done. And the breathwork scene, it's quite fascinating. <laughs> there is no way it should be done. That's, that's not yeah. the, the key is for you as a breath worker to um, realize yourself through it. That's what matters. Okay, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that matters. I'm I'm about expressing myself. That's all I do. I'm expressing myself, and again, I leave the the sessions. Oh, I've received so much from er everybody, and 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 so I'm really in that space of of uh, of really creating balance is what I want to give and what I want to receive. But I'm I, I tell you one thing that um, I, I don't know often share that, but every time. I have one way to know whether I did a good job or not in my workshops. I ask at one stage, let, I say, let's take a group photo. And 99%, 90% of the time, they don't ask me to join the photo. Hmm. They forget about me. And, and, and it, because they are so connected, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't share my story. I don't talk about where I, I don't do storytelling about my journey and da 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 da. I, I, I tell you why, because if I'm the hero in the room, then you're not. You're focused on me, you're not focused on yourself. And the key for me is that you should be the hero in the room. And, and when you're focused on yourself and everything that I share is just bring it back to you, to you, to you, to you, then you have the space to, to connect. But if all the time you're thinking, oh my God, he's doing this, I wish I would have done that. And oh my God, I wish I had these abs and I could do this. And you know, then that's, that's, that's not healing for me. That's, that's okay, cool, you're getting an impression and it's egoistic approach, but I, I, it's, I, I'm result-oriented. I, 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 want, I, want, I want the result. Um, but it has a marketing approach. If you're happy and you're transformed, you're going to tell everyone. So it's not, it's, for me, it's sound business. It's not, it's, it, there is a strategy behind it. But it's, it's, um, I think it works better. I think for me, it works really well. Right. And it's definitely part of part of what you just said really resonates in terms of helping people find their own voice, but guiding them with the right music, with the right practitioner to find their own voice. That is the key to navigating the breathwork world, in my opinion. And that's why there's so many different people with yang energy, yin energy, more spoken words, more music, more sounds. But ultimately, the more felt experience that's relatable with connectivity to others, the better the experience and the quicker to finding your own voice and healing, which is all about I what mean, you just said. I mean, there is something that is to say why it's all, uh, why it works is because I'm in Bali, I'm in Ubud, <laughs> and the sounds are just incredible and you're connected to nature and you guys know how important that is. So, you know, you're not following a soundtrack and a DJ and drumming and all these things that are fantastic, but you're just you're connected to nature, you know, whether it's usually there is always a, 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 a waterfall or, you know, some, something that has some kind of rhythm that gets you in that space. But it's nature, it's, it's real, you know, and, and people on top of everything else, they feel that connection. We're animals. We're animals. I think we do two mistakes as humans. First, we don't accept that death is part of life. And two, we forget that we are animals. We think ourselves of superior. And once you accept death, and you accept that you're an animal, then everything else comes easy. So, no, I totally agree. And I think once I accepted death, 
<laughs> that it made life so much easier because also it's the core fear of everything right i mean, I mean whatever it on. is there's a fear of oh my i might die right what's going on right now i mean if you want to talk about that it's it's exactly yeah. what's going on yeah the the world cannot accept that death is part of life so we cannot tolerate for people to not die hidden at the back of the hospital that's the only way death is acceptable but if people were to die in an in an other way Society cannot tolerate it. So we'd rather have much more deaths on the long run because it's going to be absorbed by the hospital, but people are going to kill themselves because they had lost their job. They uh, have, you know, you know how it is, stress and the impact of stress on your immune system. Well, you guys know all that, all that if you're listening to this podcast. You don't get in the sun, you don't exercise, you eat shit because you're stuck at home. I mean, this is the recipe for disaster. With You live in fear. I mean, this is the perfect condition for disease. Perfect that we've, the perfect storm that we create. If the goal is to reduce mass population on Earth, this is exactly what you need to do. The, the, in, in, there are some famous stories. Um, uh, it's a discussion of a cartoon about the, the, the plague. And the plague is discussing with God. Says, so God, God asks, so how many people are you going to die? Are you going to kill? And the plague says, I think I'm going to kill 500,000 people. And then the plague goes, does the job, and come back. And God says, so how many people uh, died? Are they 1 million 500? Oh, but you said you were going to take 500. I took 500. They did the rest by themselves. And it's exactly what is happening right now. Okay. Yeah. And once you, once you let you, you say, okay, this is okay. And you know, I have my parents stuck in France and my kids have respiratory issues. I went through that fear. Uh, and that's also something I stayed in isolation and I, I didn't want, my, my kids didn't, were, were not allowed to see their mother for four weeks. And I went into that rabbit hole. And I, I stopped my practice. I got into the fear. I experienced it. You know, at the end of the day, we fuck up. We're humans. We're experiencing darkness. And, you know, we're no superior to anybody. Um, but I think the key and the difference is we, have, we develop awareness. So we're able at one stage to say, hey, you know what? I can witness what's going on. And then you have then tools to get out of, of, out of this. And, but I got depressed. I got depressed at the beginning of all this. I was supposed to fly to France, got to cancel, and I got all the stories coming from France, and yes, it affects you. So, so yeah. So, Alex, just jumping back to your comment about being in nature, being fully connected, all the sounds, Bali is clearly the best place, in my opinion, to experience breathwork and ice bathing and all the things that you practice. I would say between the three of us, the next best place to be is Germany, where Connie is. And probably the next best from there is in the middle of the U.S. near a big city. Some of our listeners are going to be in Bali. Some are going to be in Europe. Some are going to be here. I think I'm very interested in, and this is a personal question too. I'm so called to do ice bathing. I don't have an ice you know, bath or a proper container here. I do have a bathtub and I can make the water really cold. Help us understand how to get into an ice bath practice in the morning. Can I even use just, you know, a, a tub with cold water? And, and also, you know, maybe walk us through some of the, the steps to preparing for quite a long ice bath. Sure. Just on your comment about Bali, the key as an animal is to be in nature. But sometimes if you're in a tower in a Manhattan, nature looks like closing your curtains, getting naked, putting some music that gets you to be uh, moving like an animal and then having a cold shower. So 
that's nature that's going back to nature so mm -hmm. you know you have that always available with you you know we 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 are born naked swimming naked and and so get in an environment when you're naked and then doing some animal movements you know i'm a big fan of ido portal and mimicking animals mm -hmm. in movements and um so whatever is available to you but i really invite people to have some kind of a uh, physical practice where they get to do that and animal movement i mean i i hang seven minutes every day that's one of the mm. move things of, of of you know you know mimicking monkeys not in one go but you know you do 20 seconds and then you build it up to one minute and then you 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 reconnect with the animal within you that's that's the key and then all of a sudden when you reconnect with the animal within and that's we're, I'm gonna, and i'm going to go to the ice bath then after that you develop intuition, you follow your instinct, your guts. And then whenever you're experiencing things in your life, like fear, da 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 da, which are animal primal uh, experiences, you can feel them. You don't go through the brain and the conditioning, you're able to get it through the body. Now, your question on the ice bath. Um, so the key is to honor yourself. The key is to go slow and progressive and take it easy. You always want to be mindful and you don't want to, to do something that could you know put you off it needs to be a pleasant experience there is something extremely um, nice to do is to start with a contrast shower so i have a really nice and warm shower and there is a lot to say about hot and heat therapy and uh, you know i invite people to listen look to sauna to prepare yourself for the coronavirus and and there's a lot i can talk about sauna and, and heat therapy Super, super, super interesting. If you have time, the mm. the um, but then you go to cold, and maybe you do thirty seconds, and you just feel. And really, at the beginning, what's happening is something that looks like <gasps> you know. It's, oh, so you you tense your muscles, you try to breathe through the mouth, try to get as much oxygen as you can, and <gasps> blocking your throat, and 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 that's for some people. That's it. I'm out of it. You know. That's the that's the fight, flight, freeze, activation of your nervous system. And then it, it goes away. It goes away. It passes. So you just start for, you know, 15 seconds the first time. One thing you can do, also another way to go about it, uh, is to do the hockey pokey. You put one arm in front, you put the other arm in front, you put your left foot, then you put your butt, and then you put a bit the body. So you have a little bit of a dance and play with it and just get get comfortable get familiar with with the elements you know especially if it's nice and really cold just get comfy with it and then you just do 15 seconds in it and try to catch yourself you know the first thing you can do is connect to your nose breathing you know parasympathetic calming you know when you're stressed when there is a danger you're going to be <sighs> naturally and when you're in love and want to connect you're going to do so naturally so you want to hack yourself you want to do it, it says, all right, when, I, when I'm doing um, ice baths, first of all, there is always flowers. If you see my photos on Instagram, I create a very yin feminine environment for the ice bath. So you, I want you to get into that place of, oh my God, this looks nice because you have your stories about the flower bath. Yeah, so I'm going, <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting you in that space. So when you arrive, you're not, oh my God, this is scary, but oh, this is inviting. And I, I have stories about flower baths. So... I get you, I get you, and when you're there, I tell you, you have one rule. I forbid you to breathe through the mouth. I forbid you. You're not allowed 
and you're not allowed to breathe through the mouth. And I really repeat that enough so that they really feel scared, like, oh my God, what's going to happen if I breathe through my mouth? So they force themselves, and it's not something that they want to do that. <coughs> and, and I'm on their, on their head, and I say, breathe through the nose. And I say, breathe through the other nose, you know, because they're still breathing through the mouth. And once you catch yourself breathing through the nose, already, you know, a big part of the job is done. And here is another trick, and I, I, if you guys do breath hold, uh, this is a really cool tool. What's happening when you hold your breath for too long? It's the same that is happening when you go in an ice bath. Your heart rate goes up. You go into sympathetic activation that sends you signals. Stop, man. This is dangerous. Time to breathe. Yeah? So heart rate goes up, adrenaline, endorphin are released, and, and you get all these signals that you're not safe anymore. Okay? Same in the ice bath. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do all the things that I cannot do when I'm stressed. When I'm stressed, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry tonight. Sorry, darling. Too much shit happening. I'm not going to eat. I cannot, I'm constipated. I cannot go to the toilet when I'm stressed. I don't feel like making love. I don't feel like sleeping. I don't sleep very well. So basically, I'm going to hack my body by have, sending these parasympathetic messages to the body. How? I'm going to move my eyelids, like, you know, in the cartoons, the guy is in love. Doo -doo 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 -doo. So you do these eyelids, it's sending the signal I'm in love. I'm going to smile. So I'm going to send signals to the body. Hey, why is this, how is he smiling if he's dying? I'm going to move my throat as if I was eating. I'm going to move my belly as if I was going to the toilet. And then I can play with my fingers, can play with my toes. I can fake a yawn. You know, all these things are ha hacking tricks. And you know what? You can use them when your ex is harassing you on the phone. So you're training yourself to deal with fear and stress. But because I do it in a cold shower, I'm, it becomes automatic. And you know that's the key. You want to be good at something? Do it every day. Whatever it is, you, you know, you guys are good at something. How did you become good at it? You're gifted? No, maybe 1%. It's just fucking hard work. That's all it is. And life and the art of living is not different. And you want to hack your body? Work on it. It's no different. And this, this, this guy, the idea of doing an ice bath and experiencing fear, I don't want to do it. Getting into it, get, being okay with it, loving it. That's self-mastery. Mm. Yeah, I got issues with, I mean, I do do the hot shower and then cold shower. Um, and it does get better the more often you do it. Obviously, you just get fucking used to it and then you just do it. And then it just feels really, it always feels good. So I guess I just, I always have to remind myself how awesome it feels afterwards. And I love doing saunas. I've never done an ice bath. It's definitely something that I do want to try out. Maybe next time I come to Bali. I do with a coach. Do it with a coach. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you want to feel safe about it. So, and you, you, the problem with doing it yourself is you can check out and you can chicken mm -hmm. out and you can always find it. But when you're in a container, when you decide to do it and you sign up and you pay for it and you're, and you're in it, then, then it helps. And, and, I, and I have the teacher training coming up now and I have quite a lot of people that don't want to teach but they just need help for three weeks to get mm -hmm. into that routine. And, and, and yeah, it takes 60 to 90 days to create a habit. And, yeah, right. and if you stick to it, and I have a, when you join my, any of my workshop, at the end, I give you a challenge. That's why there's so many Wim Hof challenges. You, you see maybe that. It's basically, it's to help you create a habit. 
but mm-hmm. the, 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 we like challenges, you know, we count my steps and I do more steps and, and I go, it's just human nature. We always want to improve ourselves. So playing with the way we're and conditioning ourselves help us create that. But what's interesting is the ripple effect it has in your life. It's not mm-hmm. so much, okay, I, I got that, but what else you, you can really witness you, has shifted in your life because of that? In your love life, in your relationships, work-wise, sleep, the kind of food you go for, it's incredible. It's incredible. I personally believe one of the first steps to transformation, healing, is just becoming more aware of what's going on. And, and particularly, you know, you've got the iWatch that tells you your heart rate variability. I believe there's a movement beginning where people are going to start to become more aware of their breath. And there's technology already being developed to do that. A lot of us, I think, will agree that we actually don't need more technology. We can go back to basics. I turn off my Wi-Fi. There's no other network. I, 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 I don't want any of that in my life. I have enough addiction with my phone. I... I tell you a story. I, uh, a few months ago, I had pain in my shoulder. And I, I thought I had hurt myself. So I thought, okay, I'm going to rest for a bit. And it just became worse and worse. And to the point there, I couldn't even sleep on one side. It was like over six months. I couldn't sleep on that side. I couldn't do any yoga anymore. It was really bugging me all the time. Until one day, true story again, until one day, not like I reached Everest or something, so you believe me. Huh? <laughs> but until one day, I realized that I was spending probably 12 hours a day like that. And look what it, this does to my shoulder. Yeah, Just that, that, that movement and, and, and this tension. You know what's incredible? The minute I realized it, the pain went away. I didn't change, I didn't practice differently, I didn't hold my phone. No, I had listened to my body. And I believe, and I, I mean, it's not, I'm not the one who created that, but the body is the barometer of your soul. And whenever your body is experiencing something, breathwork is a beautiful example of that, but whenever your body is experiencing something, listen. And try to be mindful and say, okay, what it is that my body, and when you start being curious and question yourself, says, hey, why is it that I have pain there right away? And what is that? Usually, you're getting, once you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. And the, 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 the difficulty is not to find answers, is to ask the right questions. And when you start having the right questions, man, it flows. And, mm. and yeah, and, and, and for me, it was really getting off of technology. And I use the Malabeats to count my steps. I do, you know, Buteyko uh, and uh, Oxygen Advantage practices and exercises of breath hold and I love breath hold. So, um, but I love, count, and even I, I have my, my Malabids, is, I have 40 beads. So, I'm, I'm, so it's not a, a big one. It's not 108, it's 40. So I can count 40 and that's, that's, the, that's the, what in Oxygen Advantage they say at the good, at the good rhythm, you know, 40 steps. So I can count, I count my steps with the Malabid so I don't have to use my brain. So it's, it, the idea is to get out of your head. So mm-hmm. I do everything I can to get out of my head. And connecting this, just the mechanic of the Malabids and my feet, it's, it's really nice. I just don't even think about it anymore. And then I hit the little uh, pompon. Oh, I know I'm there. So it's, 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 it's very, it's almost like someone was taking care of me and I just have to follow. And yeah, it really, it's really nice. Yeah, coherence breathing, because we, we briefly, or you mentioned it at the very beginning. And uh, can you just talk a little bit about that? Um, how we can align our heart with our breath? Yes, yes. 
I mean, when I do a, a talk, and I just uh, just to introduce, I, ju I like to give tips that people can just act action right away because what we shared is not really useful yet. It's just a lot of concepts. But there is one practice that I use probably 100 times a day, and it's the following. It's And what it does is I'm creating now space to just feel and bypass the brain. So if you um, ask me uh, if I want another beer and I need to make a decision, I'm going to run it through the body. I'm, and how I do that, I force myself, I train myself to take an inhale and an exhale. If I'm eating in the middle of my meal, I will take an inhale and an exhale. And you know why? Because... Like many of us, I was raised to think that poor kids were dying in Africa. If I don't finish my plate, that's, that's a sin. And I always stuff myself and I finish my plate because that's just what mommy and daddy told me to do 40 years ago. And I haven't moved from that. But when I take an inhale and an exhale, I realize, you know what? My body's happy right now. I don't need to finish that plate. And I'm an environmentalist, so I carry a Tupperware with me so that I can have it for breakfast. But <laughs> it, it, all of a sudden... I make the decision to not finish my plate or I make the decision to get a beer tonight or, you know, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol or don't eat steak. Just do it consciously. And, and then you do whatever you want. But it's not stories in your head that are getting you to do that. So for me, you know, before going into coherent breathing, that, that idea of the conscious breath is almost the most important breathing practice. I, to me, it's the most important practice you can have because that's, that's the one you do all the time, you know, and that gets you to actually make, how many people get married for 40 years, they divorce, and then they say, you know what, I knew it from day one, <laughs> and I still got married for 40 years, or I took that job because of the suit and the salary and the position, did I want the job, was that the right thing to do, no, because we don't care about being in integrity with ourselves, and that's the hardest thing to do, we want to feel safe, we want to feel accepted, remember, childhood trauma. And, and, and the breath gets you to, 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 to create awareness. And the goal is not happiness. The goal is awareness. And that's, that's a hacking trick. Now, coherent breathing, I like to train for it. So, you know, the app that you used before and exercise, exercises that get you to actually uh, train, to actually feel in your body what is five breaths per minute is something that is also important. So, so the idea of having, I mean, I, I like to recommend to do uh, three times a day, five minutes coherent breathing. It's a, it's a gateway to meditation as well. So it's a really nice way to enter a meditate, meditation if you meditate. But um, yeah, I personally like to, to play. I, I like, of course, I, again, I'm lucky in Bali, but you know, if you have access to a beach, and just follow the rhythm of the ocean. So you know, it's not, it's follow some kind of natural rhythm. And, you know, again, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, if, if you have a metronome, 100 metronomes that work like this, and then that is going the opposite way, after a while, that one is going to follow the other. Yes, the, the vibration is aligning after a while. And, and if everybody feels loved, then eventually you feel loved as well. Yeah, that's how it works. So, when you're in nature and you're able to align your vibration to, you know, this vibration of, the, of nature, then naturally your heart rate and, and your breathing rhythm just start flowing, start going with it, start reconnecting and realigning with, with natural, its natural rhythm. So, mm -hmm. so, 
yes, it's it's absolutely absolutely fundamental. Do yeah. you do some uh, a certain count uh, for that kind of breathing, or like you make the exhale longer than the inhale? Or like, what's your? So the the truth is, I don't care. Uh, the truth is I try to find some rhythm in nature and go with it. So right, right now it will be crickets and I will just try to, f to, cr to find in nature some... You try to go around five breaths per minute somehow and you try to have an exhale that is about 50% longer than the inhale. And by the way, do you know why you like whistling or singing? Because you're prolonging the exhale. Yes. And, and then you're just going into parasympathetic. That's all you do. Mm -hmm. That's why people ohm, that's why there is all this, you know, this buzzing and all these practices. And, you know, all you do is prolong your exhale, so you stay in parasympathetic. And, you, of course, parasympathetic makes you relax, happy. Yeah. And so people say, oh, uh, I love singing, and when I sing, I go to karaoke, I'm relaxed after that. That's, that's why. Yeah, funny story. Yeah. Go ahead. I, um with the parasympathetic nervous system and, and the longer exhale. Uh, the other day I went on a date and I'm always nervous before I go on a date. And I had like a 30 minute walk to go and meet my date. And I was really nervous. I was like, fuck man, I can't my tummy. And so then I just, I breathed like a four, eight or four, 10 breath, you know, the whole way there. And by the time I got there 30 minutes later, I was super chill. My tummy had chilled out. It was, like it always works, and I, I always do it. It's, it's always good. The, yeah. the, the question is, uh, how did it go? <laughs> yeah, the date itself was really nice. Yeah, yeah it was good. It's so, mainly your uh, fans listening, so, so I'm sure, guys, you're interested in that question. <laughs> um, so it, it really fucking works. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to say in yeah. any situation where we yeah. feel a bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, mm. Well... We know that you have a couple of things coming up with your teacher training. Do you just want to share a little bit before we then wrap up and just things that are um, that you're offering or yeah. people can get in touch with you also? Thank you. Um, yes, I do. I do like to share 100%. I share everything. So if you go to uh, my Instagram, Breathing Cold Body, you go to Facebook, you go to TripAdvisor, to uh, any any channel, I share everything. So I'm not holding back on the knowledge. I believe that knowledge is meant to be to be shared. Um, so that's that's first thing. So I, I really invite everyone to experience. Um, yeah, try these breathing techniques that mix that I put together. You can find the link on on, on YouTube, breathing called Bali, and just try this. It's just half an hour. Uh, and the other thing I, I forgot to mention, when I do these breathing techniques, it's a it's a set. You know that the the, the Wim Hof. Uh, one set. So it's four sets of you, you have a connected breathing, breath hold, breath hold, and then you, you do it a second round and third round and fourth round. But I add two minutes break in between. So I really get you to uh, enjoy normal breathing. And, and, and the key message there is we forget to honor and appreciate that we are breathing. And we're always stuck into our head and all these things. That, and th that's what I love about the COVID. We get to appreciate going out and being able to sit in a park again for those who come out of confinement. We get to go out and go maybe to a restaurant for those of you who don't have access maybe in a few months. Things that we took for granted for so all our life. And all of, you know, going on a, on a Tinder date. Uh, and all of a sudden it's available again. And I, I, ho holding your breath is stressful. Uh, mm -hmm. um, 
doing this breathing hyperventilation is stressful. So all of a sudden, when you let go of it all, oh, it feels so good. And, and you know, sometimes euphoria, you need to experience dysphoria to enjoy euphoria. You know, it's like I had some bad news, but now I'm appreciating the good news. And, and I like to play with, in my retreats and workshops, between this parasympathetic and sympathetic activation. So it's kind of a flow, and, and you need both to appreciate that space in between. So, back to my announcement. Sorry, I speak too much. <laughs> Next, uh, beginning of June, we have a few slots left if people are interested. A three weeks uh, online breathing called teacher training. I teach breath work. I teach uh, authentic relating in it. I also teach how to be an awesome teacher, so how to hold space, uh, how to be a businessman. How do you manage reviews? How do you handle um, your tribe? How you build your tribe? And yeah, so it's really a comprehensive, I give it all away. I give it all away. And it's a co-creation. So I, I have an offering, but I believe that you, you need to own it in order to live it. And if you're just receiving, then you're going to say, I had a nice training. No, I want you to live saying, yep, I own all this stuff. So for me, the way to do it is by really co-creating. Of course, I've got the structure and the knowledge, and there's a lot of that going on. But people are, are teaching, are being supported by everyone. And it's online, and so it's easy for everyone anywhere in the world to, 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 to join. And everything is recorded. It's easy. It's well, it's well done. So yeah, otherwise... I have retreats every month in Bali and workshops every week in Bali. Uh, I'm at Bali Spirit when Bali Spirit is on. And mm. yeah, I don't travel. Cool. I refuse to travel. So I'm not going around the world. I refuse gigs uh, that are not in Ubud. Uh, I'm an environmentalist. I own, uh, I've created an app called Refill My Bottle, oh. showing you where you can refill your water bottle around the world. I've created a community of now 180 business owners who are making a positive impact in Bali. And we are releasing a, something called BaliPledge.com, Travel Pledge. I, uh, so Bali Pledge for Bali and then Travel Pledge. I believe that tourism is dead. We're entering an age of travel with purpose, with intention. And when you set an intention in everything you do, of course, that's how you can enjoy everything. And when you do things without intention, just doesn't work. So, mm. yeah, I think if we um, travel with intention, uh, if we decide, okay, and basically it's three things, and maybe we can finish with that. It's the idea that if I want to be well, I need everybody to be well. Mm. And what does it look like? I need to honor my community and support my community. You know, and we see that in the story. Someone sneezes in Wuhan, and the rest of the world is catching a cold. Yeah, connection, we are one. I mean, come on, getting the message, guys? It's pretty clear. Number two, mm -hmm. I need to protect the natural resources. You like food, yeah? You like air, you like to drink water. Guess what, guys? This is, this is, this is no joke. If we don't take care of that, I believe the people that are getting the most sick around the world is related to CO2 in the air. I think that has mm -hmm. something to do with pollution. This is not something that people can do anything about it, so they don't talk about it. It's easier, because what are you going to do? You, know, you still have to live in Manhattan and in Tokyo, so let's not talk about it. But CO2 has a big, big, big element to, to, to relation to, to the impact of COVID. Well, look at the map of where people are affected, yeah? I mean, yeah. Connect the dots. Yeah. So respect nature. And finally, um, 
honor and respect local cultures and the essence of where you are. I think that's something more related to spirituality and, and energies and vibrations. Because when you do that, then all of a sudden you really connect to something that is greater than yourself. And you realize that there is more than matter, you know. And when you are opening yourself to uh, feeling that there is more than matter, you know, telepathy and, and Dr. Joe's work and all that, then all of a sudden, uh, this is the, and it's, it's nice because it's three things. In Bali, they say three hitakarana. And, and, you know, you have a stool, you remove one leg of the stool, pff, you cannot sit on the stool. So you need the three. And it's, mm -hmm. you, you cannot focus on only one. And having that really, uh, that, that approach is pretty, pretty, it just works again. That's what's nice mm -hmm. about it. Hmm, what a beautiful ending to our awesome conversation, Alex. This is, uh, this is really cool. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing all of that. It's great. Very, very welcome. Good things happen in threes. Thank you, guys. <laughs>